Hello, you fine, wonderful people. No, well, not, not going to start it out like that. Mm-mm. Oh. No, that's weird. Mm. Okay, let, you know, let, me, let me try a different one. <laughs> well, just, about hello, yeah. assholes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, everybody in the great state of North Carolina, how are you doing today? Boy, have we got a show for you today. Yeah, yeah. we got a nonstop rock of block Ooh. of cheese. <laughs> No, Ryan, Thursday, like, having Thanksgiving day off, like, you said you hadn't had a, a day off in two weeks. Um, th- Thanksgiving doesn't count, because you you have so much shit to do on Thanksgiving if you have to, like, go be around family and stuff. Yeah, it's you, like it's, walking on vacation. Yeah, it's it's not a uh, it's not a mental break from anything. It's, it's more psychic energy you have to uh, exude. Yeah. yeah, I think, like, I mean, the only thing I'm going to do that day other than stuff my face is you know i will like sleep past uh seven o'clock and uh that'll be about it and at night (laughs) maybe (laughs) rolling in Uh, for a late dinner yeah exactly that'd be pretty cool yeah perhaps um i does anybody else does it bum them out when you sleep in now like fucking pisses me off it pisses me off so much like it fucks my entire day up if there's if I, two digits on the front of the number I oh my swinging. god dude if i if i wake up at 10 o'clock i lose my fucking shit i'm i'm so pissed at myself the rest of the day how long okay well i'm guessing we're saying that we can't sleep in but ryan if you so you have no outside stimuli you don't have to like record anything blah 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 how late could you sleep? We're not. This is a safe space. Yeah, we're not. No judgment. No judgment. Because no I, I, I'm jealous I, I of people know. that are like that. <laughs> are you sure? No judgment. No, um, no judgment at all. Because I okay. think it'd be awesome to sleep till like four oh, p.m. I just can't okay. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I generally wake up usually between like like seven and seven thirty. Um, occasionally like six thirty. But like, if um, you sleep in like, though. If, you if I sleep in, sleep in, maybe yes. the latest I might get up might be like ten thirty or eleven. What the okay. fuck, man? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you lying sack of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so okay, is it so, Josh? You said if there's two digits on the clock, then you're swinging on somebody. What if you sleep till one o'clock? Like then 1 I PM. think I would just I'd cry, <laughs> and I think I've done what, it. Like you but, could count that as zero one in front and be exactly like, like you've you've slept back around. It's the horseshoe theory for sleeping in. Like it's now yeah, it's now yeah. a one one <laughs> digit on the clock again. Yeah, I I I feel like Sarah could sleep as long as I if I didn't wake her up. Like, and I've I've almost like tried it as an experiment because it's like like once again I'm not wow like, you're 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 experimenting on your wife. You, <laughs> It's a little experimentation with that gaslight. Yeah, uh, um, exactly. Hey, man, but like after a certain amount of time, you you're allowed <laughs> <laughs> legally. Um, I mean, because it doesn't really matter. Because there's no reason for like we don't have kids. Like it's a weekend. Some of these times where I'm thinking of like we might have gone to a show the night before. Like yeah, we legit don't have any reason to get up. But right, I just like. Right, right. I don't know. I'll like watch like a movie or two, you know, right, and right. Th- you know, and then she's just like peacefully sleeping. I go in and check and see like, oh, maybe I need to get the coffee ready. But if she's asleep, I mean, in the past, like I would just let her keep sleeping. But right, I, right. she's probably up by like eleven now. But like you know, it used to feel like I was like I might be able to let her sleep till like four, you know. <laughs> um, but Damn. probably you know, like it would be like past noon. 
Um, which well, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of the consequences when your wife is still in high school, you know. <laughs> yeah, like she's you, sleeping. you know, she's got she, exactly, exactly. She's got physics. Yeah. She studies a lot. Honey, stuff, you yeah. got to get up. You got to get your learner's <laughs> permit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, creepy. Uh, so I am. I've kind of turned into that dad whenever we go on vacation. That is like up early, wanting to like get a start on the day. Mm-hmm. whenever uh at home i am very much not like that i usually get up like naturally i will wake up around like same thing with you right like seven thirty or so like that's mm-hmm. that's my that's my normal kind of like sweet spot which in the during the week like for work i have to get up at like six forty five. so mm-hmm. it's like just before i'm naturally waking up is when i usually wake up and uh it fucks my like getting up at six forty five is the worst thing in the fucking world. Getting up at seven fifteen is completely fine. I it's just this like weird in between thirty minute window <laughs> yeah. that that fucks my entire shit up. Yeah. Vic, I, what about you? What, what time during the week do you get up? Like or, like if you okay, Vic, how late in the day? Say you say Antonio is uh is staying with grandparents. Uh, you don't have any obligations. No nothing to do how late could you sleep well it depends because uh i think just on a normal night yeah if i went to sleep at a normal time i'd probably get up like seven thirty-eight. right but if i have it's to very work, precise time is seven thirty-eight p.m <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a amityville horror guy like uh, where you I, wake up at the same time <laughs> if i have to work until like past 2 a.m right uh i'd probably sleep closer to nine or ten that's not that much of a difference for staying up that late. Like that's so you're right? you're getting yeah. That's that's I do the a, same thing. You yeah. know, that, I have this weird. I get some anxiety. Like in the morning, if I, like you know, some people you'll wake up and be like, oh, I don't have to get up, so I'll just go back to sleep. I'll wake up and get like really bad anxiety and be like, I have to get the fuck out of bed or my head's gonna explode. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I uh, yeah. We were talking about how like if if we sleep till ten o'clock. It's it just ruins our entire fucking day. Now, <laughs> yeah. now that is that is like that's not counting what you're talking about. Like you work till two a.m. You know, like right. running sound and shit. Like that's a completely different story. Do you but, experience the phenomenon that sometimes when you get a better, longer night's sleep, you feel more tired? Yes, the rest of the day? absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? What's why? You want to know? <laughs> Does that happen? You want to know the mornings where I have the, the most human energy? body is weird. It is. Yeah, it is gross. Is when I get shit face drunk the night before and I am hung over the next day, but I wake up early as fuck and like have a ton of energy. Yeah. It's it's so weird. I don't I don't understand. I say, I, if if I'm hung over, I wake up way earlier. But then yeah. like three hours later, I'm like, I wanna die. Yes, I don't ever <laughs> accomplish anything of note the next day, you know? Like yeah. I don't get anything done worth a shit, but I do like I feel fine the next day when I should be hung over and I usually just end up cooking Tammy a bunch of greasy food like we were talking about the other week. Hey, it could be worse. Is that, what? Is that a code for something? Oh, well, okay, all right, hold on, hold on. Let's break this down. What would that be a code for? Diarrhea. You tell me. I want I want I want to hear. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, right. yeah, that's it's a, it's a euphemism for reading her books. Who? <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's like really raunchy books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fifty shades shame. of gray. <laughs> yeah. When uh, when me and Ryan used to work at Walden Books together, um, I had a friend of mine whose mom would come in and buy the dirtiest 
romance novels that we had. And I, it was like, it was kind of like selling one of your friends, mom's porn, like, but not quite because it was like, I'm trying to think if I've done that. <laughs> Ooh. I feel yeah. Like Cause you worked in the like, porn store. Kind of feel like I've sold my friend's dad's porn. Yeah. You, if I ever sold you, my friend's mom's porn though. Yeah. Well, I, mean, you, I, I said that weird. Uh, sold porn to your friend's mom because it sounds like we're talking <laughs> that about be taken away, we, exactly. Bro. It sounds like we're talking about them starring in it. <laughs> I mean, oh, we had a, we had a guy at Barnes and Noble not too long ago when I still used to work there who like came in and like extremely critical of us for not having an erotica section. <laughs> you don't you don't have an erotica section. And he was and he was just like you know you guys should set up something for like classics and erotic literature. And I was like <laughs> I was like I'm I'm sure I'll pass this along to my my manager. <laughs> what does he want yeah. you to do about it? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, sir, I'm, I'm just the on suggestion the box is over there, friend. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you, you know what it probably was? He probably just wanted to read Lolita. Probably like it was, yeah. that, that was, was one of the just, ones he brought up. I <laughs> fucking knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. It always is. Yeah, it always he probably and is. he requested you to. He's like, can you run it up the flagpole? And then you were like, well. Your flagpole is definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to touch your flagpole, buddy. Um. Uh, I I don't want to blow up the spot, so I will just say that I sold porn to a relatively famous guitar player's cousin, and it wasn't anything <laughs> like we. He was just like what? Okay, su- super passively nice. He was like buying the porn. And I was like, I recognize your last name. Are you related to this guy? He was like, Yeah, my, he's my cousin. I go see him all the time. We had like a chat, and it was a nice time. It was like, Thank you for the porn. I'll see you later. Yeah, well, my, 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 name is, my name is my name is Derek Clapton. Thank you for the porn, <laughs> Derek Clapton. <laughs> uh, wait, oh, oh, there he was in a band called. De- so is that who Derek and the Dominoes was named after? His cousin. Do you think you ever said uh, thank you for thank you for buying porn? Did he? <laughs> Thank you for buying a porn. <laughs> okay, so my topic this week, the thing that I wanted to, to discuss. So I sent everybody a link uh, to the intro to this movie called The Wonder that just came out on Netflix. And everybody has watched the video now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's seen it. Okay. This movie, if you read the description, it is a serious period piece set in 1862 in Ireland, okay? Listeners, if you don't want to know anything about this film, like, tune out now. This is your warning. Um, I'm not going to spoil the the storyline, but it has the weirdest... Have you seen the movie? Yes. Okay. It is the weirdest opening to a film, one of the weirdest openings to a film that I've ever seen. Uh, And I don't want to get into the conversation of, I'll just, like, throw this uh disclaimer out there of like well we're talking about it so what they did worked you know like that that kind because that's like oh that was gonna probably be my whole yeah exactly and like that that is that is besides the point because if you if you do something like that it's almost like well yeah anybody can do any weird shit to make people talk about their movie it doesn't make it good or bad or anything i want to talk about like so for our listeners this movie opens up by showing you the set in which the, the basically the soundstage in which the movie is being filmed on it shows you it's basically breaking the fourth wall telling you this is a movie called the wonder 
we believe in this movie. This movie is, you know, we believe in stories and our actors believe uh, in the characters. And that, that's not just a trailer thing. That's in the film. That's in the film. That's that is how the film opens up. Weird. And then the, the the it shows you like you're in this like soundstage and then the camera pans over to this like little uh like cabin and this this woman uh th- this nurse played by Florence Pugh and the camera zooms in and then you are just immersed in the world and that's it it has nothing to do with the story at all in any way shape or form and that's what is so incredibly bizarre about it to me so so you've seen the movie and i'm uh, yes. assuming you've probably read a thing or two about it I have what? not read anything. Oh. I, I just watched it. I have not. I was going to ask, it, where is, is there it, any uh, point in the movie? Is it like, why Netflix. did they do that? No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, and and that that's that's the peculiar thing. It's like, it doesn't even. So, so by doing this, the movie, it like adds another layer to the the story. Right. So. Is this movie about a nurse in 1862 in Ireland? Because all right, so the plot of the movie is that there is this little girl who allegedly has not eaten for four months. She claims that she subsists on manna from heaven, and Florence uh-huh. Pugh and this nun get sent to this uh, this family's home in Ireland, and it's like it's kind of like a, a few years after the uh, Irish famine, uh, and. To basically to watch this girl for two weeks to see if this is actually a miracle or not. Uh, and if it is, then like, then, you know, obviously to the church so, and stuff, that's a big so deal. I, I know this kind of thing has happened, but is this specific story based on a true story? You don't know. You haven't read I don't, I don't think <laughs> it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's, uh, it's based on a book. Um, uh, but maybe, you know, and now that I think about it, maybe the author does something similar where, they talk about how, you know, I believe in this book. I believe in the, these yeah, characters or whatever. If I was going to stab in the dark, not knowing anything about it, and I was going to say the message that that part was trying to convey, I would assume that it's like we are a bunch of people making a movie for a purpose and for a reason because we feel like this is a light that needs to be shined on this thing. But then the movie should be about something more important than this. Then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like it, it, if you put on an album. And the first thing that you hear is the producer going, the band really digs this album. They really (laughs) believe in these songs. We really appreciate you buying this, and we hope that you believe in these songs, too. Now, here's the first track. That would be the fucking, it would be the weirdest Uh, fucking thing. Yeah, the closest thing I can think is the first, or the second Witchcraft album. It starts (laughs) with the producer going, Witchcraft, take one. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Okay, so like, what, what's your Josh? What's what's your impression of it? I feel like I would be waiting for it to go uh, break the fourth wall again, like it's a right. Monty Python thing, right? Like, right. Uh, like even if the movie was serious, I feel like I'm like, are we getting some like fucked up fourth wall kind of Ari Aster and movie? I you will know, say, eventually? I will say, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. They do break the fourth wall uh, two more times. Oh, but I you said again, it never happened again. Well, no, no. I, I mean, like the. I guess the, not like that. Not like that. It doesn't affect the story in the any way. The characters in the movie don't. Yeah, like there okay. is. The, I, I don't want to say too much in case you guys watch this. I don't want to spoil anything. Is it a good it, movie? Do you recommend it? It it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's very creepy. Very like again, it is this super serious period drama. 
It's it's like usually when you see the the fourth wall being broken, it's in something like Monty Python or Blazing Saddles or, or something funny like people that. Funny people or funny games. Have you ever seen funny games? I have not. Yeah. Did they break the fourth wall in that one? Oh, yeah, they bizarrely, did. really oh, weird way. I just forgot about it. I think like, sometimes when these ha- things happen, yeah, wasn't I that kind funny? Of forget. Like, yeah, no. like I, I often forget the um, beginning of like Princess Bride. Like I forget the whole like kid telling a story thing that is like the main crux of the beginning of the plot because it's right, like I right. just think of the movie, the story that they're telling. So, so okay, I wonder so, if that would happen. So you by by adding so that you, wrinkle, you forget about Columbo and yeah, Peter Falk, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and Fred Savage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, by adding that layer. If you actually explained what Princess Bride is about, it's about Columbo uh, telling uh, Fred Savage a story, and you get to uh, see firsthand the story, <laughs> so right? You're saying this movie is about a bunch of people making a movie. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like if you actually, if you actually, like, of course, that's not in any of the plot synopsis because the majority of the movie is not about that. But by adding that weird meta layer, it's like, what is that movie about? Well, it's about a bunch of people believing in the characters that they're portraying in this movie. Okay, like, I'm just th- gonna say this is the moment where I would start saying the things that you've already said. I'm not allowed. to yeah, say. Yeah, you're not so, allowed to I'm say. I'm gonna because, say that this is the moment this where that oh, would happen. because and. and <laughs> The reason you're not allowed to say that is because I will concede th- it. This shit has right. stuck in my that's, brain. That's like, why we don't ob- have to say it. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Obviously, they they like did something so bizarre and out of the norm for a period piece. Again, it's a yeah. fucking like what? Um, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like what's funny is if if you were watching like an '80s comedy and it starts with cartoons, and then you're like, when do the cartoons come back? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like the whole title sequence is yeah, like done in like wee. like weird like Mad Magazine yeah. style cartoons. Just kind of a car shit. going down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I, I am right now about writing. Family trip. I'm writing a spec script about that uh, dancing cheeseburger from uh, what's that movie with John Cusack? You know what I'm talking about? Oh uh, shit! Um, not everybody. Oh. It's a song is everybody wants some, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not summer school. Uh, no, that's not. And there's like two movies with John Cusack that I get confused. It's not. I thought you were going to say there's two John Cusack movies with dancing dancing cheeseburgers. But it's not better off dead. It is better off dead. Okay. Okay. Because there's another one around that same time that kind of has the same. Yeah. Quirky feel. It's like summer. You're writing a spec script about a dancing cheeseburger. Uh, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be so impressed. That's great. Uh, okay, Ryan, what, what's your impression of it? Um, it doesn't look like it's for me. Um, but <laughs> uh, honestly, you know what? It kind of reminded me of a little bit, and I I don't think I ever finished this movie. But uh, did you ever see Dogville? No, uh, the Lars von Trier movie, which like oh, whole, I thought that was the Cuba uh, Gidding Jr. movie. I thought that's it was the Wes that's, Anderson that's, movie. <laughs> uh, that was oh fuck, was that Island of Dogs? No, I, 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 I love dogs. Oh, uh, do you? Well, what, what's wrong with cats? Well, that's that's the play on the the title. It's <laughs> I, I, Isle, I Isle of Dogs. But I it's know. Supposed to, I love dogs. Oh, I, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, I never did either. Shit, I gotta be a better movie fan. Um, <laughs> And then there's uh, there's also know. there's also do- hotel hotel for dogs. Yeah. Is it, okay. And then snow there's dogs snow dogs. Is, yeah, that's Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, and then there's yeah. and then there's, there's wild hogs. Yeah, and then there and then there's a uh, dogs. Sleep, yeah, and then there's a uh, <laughs> Sleeping Dogs Lie, the Bobcat Goldwith director. That's a good movie. movie. Yeah. I fucking love Bobcat Goldwith. Yeah. Anyway, but, 
None of this is relevant to what, what I asked you about. So yeah. Um I don't know. I didn't really make much of an impression other than like it just Wait, hold on, hold on. You watched that opening and it didn't make much of an impression. like it didn't even confuse you. I I honestly I thought it looked incomplete. And um then I was like, oh, this movie's out. Um so like <laughs> Hold on. It's not in in the process Hold of production. On. Hold on, I love, I fucking love that idea that they the, the okay. island of that idea. <laughs> no, that they forgot to do like the movie. They turned in a paper that di- wasn't complete, and they forgot to they forgot to add all the green screen stuff, like where the like warehouse is oh, you know, that you that can see in the camera. My, that my that would be fucking hilarious. It. Like the camera is supposed to start off with these like these visual effects of this like you know like green pasture and stuff and then it like zooms into Florence Pugh but they forgot to do that. They had a deadline to meet so they just put the movie out as <laughs> is. Fuck it. Yeah, what if the <laughs> whole movie They have a deadline to meet, man. Yeah. yeah well, what if the whole movie was filmed on a set but it's made to look like Irish uh you know, like like it does in the trailer. Right. But they and everything's great but they forget to like zoom in enough. Or they don't move the camera in close enough. So you always see the so, background of a set. Like whenever they zoom out at the end of a SNL skit. <laughs> they forget to crop it. They, yeah, they forget. Like, the, boom, the boom mic is always visible. There's uh, just there's one like, intern on his, yeah. on his iPhone. It's like an unironic version of uh, Black Dynamite. Where like he's speaking in the boom mix and the shot and he's exactly up. exactly <laughs> yeah yeah I, like the the sound stage is always visible like, I forgot um, to crop it upload ex- it upload it <laughs> um yeah like it, I, do it live <laughs> I just it was so confusing to me and again spoiler alert, spoiler alert uh it happens that they, they it's referenced two more times but again the rest of the story is completely the other contained. times is it, and, is it showing pieces of the set too uh one other time it is <laughs> oh. one other time it does yes and then one other time like hey remember when we showed pieces of the set <laughs> kind of yes kind of yes it, it, and again it's like it's like two comp- it's like the and the movie is shot gorgeously like the, they shot it on location clearly and like for the well except for the opening and closing scenes where they show the soundstage <laughs> but like there's these beautiful landscapes these like these great shots lots of great cinematography in it and just this bizarre shit that they open and close the movie with i regret to inform you it looks like apparently those were nothing but bob ross paintings that they oh, had no. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that'd be rad. Anyway, okay, that's that's what I wanted to you about discuss Bob Ross, this the week. Boss? Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks for watching that. You, you should watch the movie though, uh, just to see what else I'm talking about. I don't want to give it away too much. Uh, like, what would you, what would you rate it on a scale of uh, like one to five stars? Well, I did fall asleep during it. So, uh, but I, I know the plot, but that's because I was on muscle relaxers. Uh, I was about to say that I could fall asleep to any movie. Yeah, like, exactly. Like it a... was, it was the middle of the day. I so I had a wedding yesterday uh, at ten o'clock in the morning. So I had to get up like super early, and I didn't get to bed as early as I wanted to the night before. And also, I'm at this age. We were talking about like what time you wake up during the week and stuff, and. uh like you can't sleep in anymore. I feel like that's something that comes with age where like the older you get, you're like, God damn it. I got to get a start on the day. I'm also at the age where I am suffering one of the worst injuries I've ever like had. Uh, and it happened in my sleep. 
and it's just I pulled a muscle in my neck, and it has been debilitating this past week. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hurt that fucking bad. I mean, it's not anything serious, you know, obviously, but it's just one of those stupid fucking things where, like, I go to the gym all the time. I do the elliptical, the treadmill, I lift weights and stuff. Fine, completely fine. I sleep wrong one night, and I'm fucking out of commission for four days in a goddamn row. So I got some muscle relaxers, and I took one after that wedding the other day and was, like, nodding in and out of the movie. But what I saw of it was really good, and I do know the uh, the entire plot and stuff. Okay. I gotta be honest with you. I kind of, me and Christina both watched the Weird Al movie half awake, half asleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That, that's got to be a, a crazy experience. Yep. Because uh, that movie is so all over the place. <laughs> but all right, Josh, what do you got for topics this week? Uh, I went to Boone to watch uh, basically Sarah's nephew. I guess my nephew. I don't know how that works with marriage. I guess my <laughs> nephew. It works um, that way. Exactly did that like way. a piano concert. Like it was a competition for the school, and he had to like go against uh, someone doing opera singing, and then uh, someone doing a like a classical music. Right, basically how I could sum this up. That's cool. And then I was thinking, <laughs> do kids? I was just thinking piano like, tournament in my brain. <laughs> it, it was, it, uh, but I was thinking like uh, most of this that I know. I feel like while they were playing, it, I'm like, I think I know this, and then I realized it was from Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was wondering, I'm like. Do uh, kids just, do they get something that gives them classical music anymore? Like, cause I don't really know if younger kids, I guess two questions, like are kids getting classical music by cartoons and is Looney Tunes a thing that is relevant at all to like children now? Uh, hmm. I would say the latter is debatable. Cause I know that as I a think- kidnapper of children, you can, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Man, so, you got so there. You're saying, say, you're saying, or go ahead, Vic. Uh, I have a six-year-old, and Looney Tunes are fucking way too violent <laughs> to show him. <laughs> like, I think there was like Coward. one time we started trying to watch a like a Bugs Bunny or something. I was like, you can't watch, you cannot watch this. Oh, it's no. too fucked up. Yeah, because yeah. they're like shooting each other in the head with like yeah. like oh, shotguns yeah. and stuff, and constantly punching each other in the face and shit. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I've watched this when I was a child. Like, right? Did that fuck me up? Maybe. <laughs> so, so I guess Josh, your question is: is do are kids exposed uh, to classical music anymore? Because we were exposed through like, I mean, there were entire cartoons based around like William Tell. And, yeah. and like the William Tell Overture and stuff, and and like uh, Fantasia, I'm I'm sure they yes exactly they yeah. score yeah. for Peter, the movie, Peter yeah. and the Wolf. There was like a know? whole thread yeah. that I found on Twitter. I mean, there's probably many like this, but basically like a whole article essentially, um, the thread reader app thing, um, and yeah, it's just all the kind of like cartoons that use these you know, classical music. So. I wanted to be like, am I forgetting this? You know, right, or am I remembering right. this wrong? But yeah, what, it's, what it's a piece lot of, of music? So I'm assuming at this piano tournament, the winner uh, got fifty thousand dollars to save the rec center uh, in, <laughs> the, uh, in the neighborhood. I wish from that demolition. Is that correct? I don't even think they win like any money. It's like <laughs> such a in school thing. Um, Listen, motherfucker, you're going yeah. down tonight at the piano off. <laughs> I mean, they were like, have you ever witnessed anyone uh, singing opera? Like, yes. in person? Yes. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, 
Hmm. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't, so. I don't think I've ever seen opera firsthand before. Yeah, yeah, not, it is. I've never seen an opera, but I have seen singers <laughs> sing pieces from op- opera in a live setting. What I was swear, the context? I, I would not. It was for a college thing. They were uh, oh, okay. in, oh, in like yeah. a singing course. That makes sense. Like <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> is opera enjoyable when you don't know what no. the fuck they're saying? I, I think it could be, <laughs> but I think okay. So there were three. There were like three piano players and three opera singers. Right. Um, so there were two baritones and one soprano. So the first uh, baritone. <laughs> uh so tony came out and uh so the first one came out and he was like i mean they're all kids so but they were all like crazy talented so it was aj yeah aj came out he had a neurosis shirt on and like (laughs) a backwards hat um but you shouldn't be wearing that neurosis shirt these days yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) r.i.p but uh (laughs) so so okay so the first kid like he seemed you know nervous he was like really good uh, but so I was like, I don't, I guess I don't know if opera is for me. And then the next person came out and they kind of acted it out sort of like, you mm-hmm. know, it's like the, it is about something. Yes. And so, <laughs> you know, I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, it's but- not, it's not just a, like, I, I, I know what you mean by that. Like, like opera usually, uh, or maybe I won't say usually cause I don't know what the fuck I'm talking <laughs> about, know. but like quite often I know opera, like the songs are written in the context of a, like moving the narrative forward. You know, it's not just like a love song. Like it's not just like, like kinda, it's called recitative. Uh, yeah, Ratatouille. <laughs> what, what did you say? Ratatouille. If Ratatouille is an opera, then I did like I do like opera, dude. How sick would a fucking Ratatouille opera? Really? That would be that'd be awesome. <laughs> so like like yeah. like there there's like there's love songs and there's songs that are just about the way you feel about someone. That's the aria. But then there are songs that move the plot forward and tell you like directions uh, to things. <laughs> I just don't know what words you're saying. Vic. <laughs> the aria is the part of the opera where they just like talk about how they feel about a thing and they go on and repeat shit over and over again and it gets really big and swelling. And then the recitative is the part where they move oh, so it's the like plot us. forward. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, so like in the context, I don't know that, that I would be able to watch an opera and understand what is happening. Well, I've watched I've watched an opera with uh, uh, subtitles before, uh-huh. and I love classical music. I love the you know the talent that is involved with singing. Yes, opera. yeah, and that it's, is yeah, it's wow. fucking boring. That it goes is so goddamn boring. <laughs> but but okay. <laughs> At the same time, like, could, could you imagine living in a time period where this is the most exciting form of entertainment? Yeah, I mean, I, that's the like, problem. Is this all, is we're all brain art. rotted from watching Die Hard a thousand times. Exactly. Like, <laughs> they never yeah. had Die Hard. Gremlins <laughs> too. It's yeah. like, do I do I want to watch this timeless classic with these? How classically- the fuck did we talk about breaking the fourth wall? When none of us brought up Gremlins too. Oh, like I was going perfect to perfect example. Oh, at the you talking about the very beginning when it's Leonard like all through? Uh, no, Walton, it's, no, it's or- like halfway through. Oh, oh. they they do it like several times. But they, yeah, one one part yeah, the film bur- the f- <laughs> the film burns and fucking Hulk Hogan has to go beat somebody's yeah. ass to like get him <laughs> for the, the Grimsters stand up. 
I don't remember that. There, uh, there's Holy that. Uh, there's Dude, you got to watch Gremlins two again. Yeah, so, right. that, uh, I consider Gremlins two to be a perfect sequel. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway. Question, question, <laughs> question. We're derailing so hard here. So yeah. hard. And last week, uh, Steve even clipped me talking about what what everybody is doing right now, including he, myself. He said it was le- leftovers from Lauer from after hosting hours. Lauer after hours. Exactly. Um, okay, I have a question. Is there any opera that's better than Gremlins 2? <laughs> no, no, come on. Now, if they Actually, made Gremlins the, 2 the opera, yes. that would be the shit. Yeah, that would, that would be the I think the, the question level. is, Gremlins 2, great opera or the greatest opera? Or the greatest opera. <laughs> well, like, Isn't there a girl gremlin like with blonde hair? Uh, green, well, yeah, green hair. Well, one, of, one of the dude gremlins takes a trans potion... <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's that the same. That is what happens. Yeah, yeah, they all take like different serums in a laboratory, and they all get different powers. One becomes really smart and voiced by Howie, uh, not Howie Mandel. That's Gizmo. <laughs> Fuck. Who, I think it was not Frank Welker. Was um, it K- uh, Casey? Uh, Casey Graves. <laughs> she was probably young then. Casey Musgraves. <laughs> There's, she probably was not born yet. Oh, yeah. Probably oh, not. man. Probably. Yeah. Um, who the uh, fuck am I thinking of? Who does the fucking New Year's? Casey Kasem? Kasem? That's the one. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. But, yeah. I don't know. Well, have you also. There's like a. I feel like it became like a big internet thing. There's this Key and Peele skit. I was that's about to about say. Everything that happens in Gremlins 2. But it just keeps me in like, this really happens. Yeah. I think we talked about this before. And Dan yeah. was like, he had never seen Gremlins 2. And then he watched yeah. it. He was like, they're not fucking around. That All that That's shit is right. actually in <laughs> That's there. Right. Yeah, it really is as wild as... Yeah, I think we all need to rewatch. Especially since like uh, Christmas is coming up. I think both kind of make good holiday oh, yeah. movies. 100%. So. So, Tony yeah. Randall. That's who voices the, the brain gremlin. My bad. Uh, right on. Mm. Did he make Randall Amps? <clears throat> no so okay. what's the next uh topic? <laughs> ryan what do you got for topics this week um i have to uh ask something actually is my topic is related to you will oh, what no. what fascinated you so much that you were obsessed briefly uh, by briefly i mean about maybe 10 minutes with that bam bam bigelow big van vader clip oh i it's all the information is in the tweet Yes, but I was just like, ooh, I wonder if I could potentially get him to watch some modern-day wrestling with some big, meaty men slapping meaty meat against each other. <laughs> Are people really, do they really have meaty, meaty men meat anymore? Against each other. I'll, say, they, I'll send you the clip of that. They, they do. They do. Nobody I've seen in modern wrestling kind of has the body type that Big Van Vader or Bam Bam Bigelow have. Uh, maybe at least on the, like, the, the top build uh like the curly from three stooges build yeah yeah <laughs> right like is anybody built like like i know there's like the the wyatt uh what's his uh, name he's he used to be a better shape ray wyatt um that sounds so mean um, well, no, but, but I'm, I'm not talking about like shape because the whole point of the tweet was that i looked up these guys like vader was built uh like he was billed on the card by as henry ford yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, at, four, hold on, at 450 pounds, that's that's what his advertised weight was. Damn. And his son said, obviously, dad wasn't that big, but he was a solid 380. Uh, the most I ever saw him was 417. And in this clip of Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow, these guys are drop kicking each other 
in the like basically chest high the that's how high these guys are getting and these dudes are close to 400 pounds they're 350 to 390 is like what the, I've, i could figure out was their normal weight and these guys are flying like you would see uh uh like small luchador wrestlers like <laughs> yeah. the, the, the so, high flying acrobatic shit I, and I, it's yeah. just it's incredibly impressive to see how athletic these dudes were i, I definitely remember being a kid and like the first time I kind of started watching wrestling, <clears throat> I told one of my mom's adult friends, I was like, these guys are just like all fat. Like, why are yeah. they all so fat? <laughs> and they had to explain, like, they're not actually, they're just so muscular inside right. that their core muscles come out <laughs> and it just makes them look like big fat dudes, but they're just super strong. In they're their they're core. built like actual strong men. Like right. one of the things that bodybuilders will tell you is that while my, like my physique looks massive and stuff, I'm not as strong anywhere close to like, the Magnus von Carlson or whoever the fuck, you know, is like holds the, the world title. These guys are built. They're like barrel chested. Their stomachs are gigantic. They're huge. And, and that's what actual strength looks like. And that's what Van Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow look like. I should send you some clips of a guy named Keith Lee, who is currently signed to uh, AEW. And he's like 340 pounds. He's a, he's a big boy and he can do some shit that would definitely make you, you, uh, uh, widen your eyes quite a bit. He can do like he can do like a uh, backward like front flips over the top rope. Uh, he can do like a uh, little like hurricane rana. You know the one where you jump on the legs and like slam yeah, them on their head. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's fucking ridiculous. And a guy named Wardlow who's also close to three hundred pounds who basically moves like uh, one of the Hardy Boys. And That's wild. Yeah, it's um it's pretty rad. Um, but the, um, the kids from the books. <laughs> pretty rad. No, Hardy the Hardy Boys. boys. Oh, yes, right. the Hardy oh, Boys. Um, you guys make the cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say that's that's true. Um, it's Hardy's. Man, I remember yeah. like Hardy's was kind of like an invasive <laughs> species up here like, because we're like, talking about Hardy's. Yeah. Um, oh God, that's right. Yeah. So well, we're on a podcast, what? Ryan. Yeah. If we went away. <laughs> <laughs> we need we you know I need a sign I need a red sign that I like light up like like it's like we're at a comedy club and, and the, the the comic gets the light whenever whenever they have five minutes left. I just need like like an on air sign to, to flash in my mind Ryan. <laughs> would it say derailed or just sundowning? <laughs> Which one is better? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, okay. Um, what were we talking about? Wrestling, Wrestling. right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, his question was, uh, what, what led What you got me there? fascinated. So, just the athleticism. Uh, same thing in football. Some of the most athletic dudes on the field... And and you could argue like the most athletic dudes on the field are going to be on the offensive and defensive line. These massive guys who are so f so quick with their movements that like yes, lots of people can run in a straight line or like run routes and stuff. But the ability to like to to run as fast as these guys do at this size and weight would like is just fascinating to watch. Okay, so. Dumb question. Mm -hmm. If you're not on the offensive or defensive line, what else is there? Where, what else could you be on? Uh, so in, on the defensive <laughs> side, you have the secondary, uh, which is like your safety, your cornerbacks. Those are the guys oh, that I just thought are, they were part of the 
offensive line. No, no, no. So, so your offense and defense usually there's like four or five guys lined up um, on on either side of the the football, just at the line, and then there's. The, no, the guy, yeah, the guys that are further back that are like trying to protect against the pass and stuff, trying to so like the, the quarterback ball. isn't part of the line. No, well, no, 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 no. He's he's oh, okay. uh he's he's a position player. So the quarterback right uh, he they makes hike the, the tacos and stuff. Yeah. So on the <laughs> offense, you've got your offensive lineman, and their jobs is to protect the quarterback right so on. that he has time to throw the ball. That's what I did the, when I played football. Okay. All right. So you were yeah you were a lineman. Then you've got yeah. your running backs, receivers, uh, tight end, and the quarterback. All the position plays. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, there's, there's some highlights of like dudes like Indomitian Sioux that, uh, a running, like there's this one clip, uh, in particular when Indomitian Sioux was playing for the Dolphins and LeGarrette Blunt, who was a running back for the Patriots at the time, he basically LeGarrette Blunt has the ball, breaks a tackle and is like in the open field, and this is a running back. You know, this is like this is, he's probably like six two or something like that. You know, not not massive, massive, but but he's an athletic dude. Obviously, he's a professional football player. In the clip, all of a sudden, like the goddamn Terminator, and Damakin Sue is like closing the distance and tackles him from behind. And Damakin Sue, so he's six four, three hundred and seven pounds, and he's he's running. He runs faster than the guy who's entire job it is is to run the football you know like it's it's just kind of a wild thing to see and when you watch it on television you don't really have a perspective as to how big and massive these people are uh unless you're like standing next to them and same thing with that clip about you know bam bam bigelow and and vader is like i can't imagine like these guys are twice like close to twice my size and they are drop kicking you know five and a half six feet in the air What do you got for topics this week? Uh, well, I guess I wanted to pick y'all's brains about the whole Ticketmaster thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I I don't have a firm grasp on what exactly happened other than Taylor Swift's fans got pissed. I don't either, other than, you know, so they reserve, they don't sell all the tickets that they have so that, like, the scarcity of the tickets The demand goes goes up, up. yeah, yeah. To the point where they end up with a uh, like a hundred thirty thousand dollar tickets to see Taylor Swift. No, <laughs> there's yeah. like a surge pricing kind of thing, and supposedly what? It, supposedly the surge pricing was supposed to be to keep scalpers from doing this, but basically then that makes not that they weren't already, but that sort right. of made Ticketmaster the scalper. So they edged out the scalper <laughs> yeah. and became well, the scalper also, themselves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they were already doing that. They openly you know? work with scalpers. That too. Also. Yeah. <laughs> so, there is, like, I think we do this. Uh, I'm not calling the question of this topic or anything, but what, it, if someone really wants to know like a nuanced talk about it, there is like a last week tonight that he talks about a lot of Ticketmaster stuff and they mm. go into the oh, nuts yeah, and bolts yeah, yeah. of it. A lot better than we're ever going to because we don't have writers well, I and hope do they research. Do a part but two now to I, that would be that would be sick. On. But kind of, I guess, to the listener, like if you haven't seen that Ticketmaster segment, I think it'll explain anything 
that essentially is going on now. There's undercover video from like this I, Project I think Veritas. It, yeah, uh, Project. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I um, was just watching that when I was brushing my teeth before I got in here. I was watching the video that you're talking about now. Oh, under, uh, where, where, oh okay. At, at this like convention. Yeah. And the scalpers are openly talking to representatives from, uh, like Live Nation, and t- which is owned by Ticketmaster, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so it's all Ticketmaster. Um, and, yeah. So, and, like when when Live Nation does business with Ticketmaster, it's like Tesla buying uh, advertising space on yeah, Twitter. SpaceX, right? Yeah, SpaceX. Yeah. There, there was the big announcement <laughs> SpaceX, of SpaceX yeah. buying advertising uh, on Twitter, and it's just and the. I the just fun- imagine like little sock puppets, like I want to buy that. Oh, what the <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know? it's, it's fun. It's, it feels like the, the definition of that. The corporate equivalent of like going to like your own post. You know, from like a different account. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's Sock just. Puppet. Yeah, right. yeah, it's just like it's funny that billionaires well, so do the same even, thing. Even more insidious is that SpaceX gets a ton of government subsidies. So Elon Musk figured out a way to keep Twitter afloot or bring ad revenue in with, by, taxpayer, with, dollars. with taxpayer dollars. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the that's the kind of more nefarious aspect of it. Bizarre. Um, yeah, it's it's super super weird. Uh, truth is always stranger than fiction. You know, it's like um, a weird thing though with like the Taylor Swift thing is I feel like whenever which, can you explain it to me? So people were just pissed that the ticket, like the prices, got so high when they went on sale, or there wasn't enough available, or a combination of both. It's, combination it's of because both. they did the. I mean, uh, I would say on purpose scarcity thing. Because, right, like, right. some concerts, like a Taylor Swift concert, a bunch of fucking rich-ass people will pay $30,000 for a fucking I, ticket to go see Taylor Swift. I cannot imagine wanting to see anybody that much. No. Yeah. You, you know, there's like, nobody, yeah. there's just nobody. That that type of fandom does not enter into my consciousness in any way, shape, or form. No. And also, like, as far as big pop acts go... uh. Uh, like kind of mid you know yeah you know what i'm saying like like on on the scale of like massive Ooh, pop stars you're, you're gonna piss off all the swifties so i would, I, I I would mean, rather where, i don't, oh, I don't well i don't think it a lot of times when it gets to this and i know this is what twitter is designed to be or these kind of like takes but it's like it basically doesn't really even have anything to do with their talent at that point. It's like whenever yeah, you put sure, someone's sure. talent up against like a $30,000 ticket, they don't have the talent to meet the $30,000 ticket. So it doesn't really <laughs> matter. So it's like, I think I feel bad. It's like Taylor Swift's fine. It's like essentially she's sure, like sure, God sure, at sure, this sure. point. But it's like, and I, I feel mean, like when I, people pile on, it it feels like, it almost feels like Nickelback thing. Like yeah, there's enough things yeah. we can make fun of Nickelback yeah. for, like, you yeah. know. But like, it sort of becomes like a, it's like. If it's I not said the, the word point, talent, you know? I shouldn't have said that. As far as performance goes, as far as like spectacle, I think there's a lot more pop artists who probably do more interesting things to for me. Like during during a live show, like I would ra- I would much rather go see The Weeknd than a Taylor Swift show. Yep. I feel like it would be way more interesting of a you visual know, experience talking about a visual experience for a kind of music that i don't necessarily care for i kind of want to go to one of these fucking giant huge rave festivals like edm festivals mm. yeah, yeah. yeah have you seen the shit that they do there it's fucking bonkers it's crazy like, yeah yeah like erectile the- dysfunction uh 
What's the masturbation? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the, there was a video from. Wait, so EDM does stand for erectile dysfunction medication, right? Does it? like that? Like that's what that's what uh, Viagra is. It's an EDM. Oh. Yeah, it's an EDM. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Just just wanted to clear that up. Uh, there was a video from I think it was during COVID. Uh, was it David Guetta? Uh, how you pronounce oh his no, name? you oh John, no. Is that <laughs> not him? Video. No, you know? it is on the rooftop. Yeah, and he's uh, like, he, uh, what does so he I say? I don't know what you're talking. He about. goes, uh, he's. <laughs> I've seen it a bunch of times, and I just he's forget. spinning. He's spinning records on this rooftop, and he shouts out george floyd's family oh yeah for some yeah. reason it's the weirdest <laughs> it's like it was like during it was like right after george floyd happened uh and during the lockdown and people were doing live shows and stuff and then the protests started happening uh he awkwardly samples martin luther king in this basically oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this house music and then shouts Man. out george but he says it in the most because english isn't his native tongue he's french right Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, and it's it's just a very bizarre it, cringe. It, that's video. what that's what kind of is a bummer about. Like, okay, imagine you're like Woody Guthrie, and you do some folk song that's about some like landlord that everyone in like Pennsylvania knows, and it's right. like you know, <laughs> sort of like of the moment and thing, and then you hear it later on, and you're like, I don't know who the fuck this person is. <laughs> and like, even in the sense of like, we know who George Floyd is, but it's like in that moment for the guy if this was not recorded anyone witnessing in a live stream just disappears after you watch it yeah this might have felt like the most heartfelt thing in that moment but as we take it further and further away from the instance it is the funniest fucking thing ever you know and it's just like and it's just like what the fuck i think the easy thing about the Ticketmaster thing is just i really just watched that last week tonight i think it'll explain everything but the surge pricing thing is newer I will uh, say me and Sarah bought Blink-182 tickets for like next year. And those were like going crazy high. Like basically, and then you had to like jump around and find How seats. How much did and you stuff. pay for them? I, I mean, nothing that people are like in hundred, like around like $115. Um, that's, that's not bad. Not that's, that crazy. Uh, for, for a live show these days, for a, for a top like level build act that's in demand. Yeah. Uh, that is about. I think what you're people going to paid in pay. the thousands, but basically at the time, and then tickets were just disappearing. It was like in a, it was in like a, a disaster flick where someone's running away from the thing as it's like <laughs> dissipating. And that's what it felt like with the tickets. And I was I, just watching I her mean, trying to click on it. What happened you know? to to lawn tickets? Like we I mean, wanted to be well, we could have secured those pretty easy, but we wanted to. Well, I I recently went to the Allison Chains thing, and I was on the lawn, and I was like thinking, I was like. You know, if this probably would have been like a better performance, almost like at a regular show, if I was like in the seats and I'm like, I don't like paying that kind of money. Like Iron Maiden was the only thing that I felt like I got my, well, I got free tickets, but I felt like I got my money's worth um, watching them on the screen because they're so animated. Yeah. But like, I, I think we were like, we'd like, well, this will probably be the only time we see Blink-182. They probably aren't going to be good live, but like we <laughs> want this experience of being like, we saw them. You know, with like the original lineup, whatever, you know, like, so we were like, we will pay a little more than we're used to. Right. Like, and luckily it's not over 200. Um, but I think people were complaining in the same way that it went into the thousands with those tickets, like eventually, wild. but um, like we were pretty lucky. I did yeah. see that the FTC, because of the, uh, the furiousness over this, 
uh, sale, the FTC is investigating Ticketmaster as far as like antitrust. So this was about stuff. this was going to be my next question. Like, am I crazy or do fucking antitrust laws just not exist in the United States anymore? Th- I mean, they exist. Whether they're enforced, enforced. is a completely yeah, yes, right. it is a completely different. Yeah, um, when you when you mentioned the FTC, I was game. like, that's still a thing. Like, and, what, and I just imagine them sitting around like hitting the bong all day. Like, hey, we don't have yeah, to do shit. <laughs> especially so since like the, I feel like the last major monopoly investigation came with uh, Microsoft and Bill Gates in the '90s when it, they basically pushed out Netscape. Um, by introducing Internet Explorer. And uh, then you had some Supreme Court decisions where corporations are now people and people have a right to free speech. Ergo, corporations can now throw their money around and donate to as much money as they want to politicians that are not going to open investigations into their business practices. And then so when they try to uh, enact laws to prevent them from doing that, surprise, surprise, the the politicians that are getting a shitload of money from this, we're like, mm, Bingo. we don't, we don't like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> it all, it always boils down to who's donating what. Yeah, um, you, know, and- you know what's what's crazy is, I mean, it's kind of different, but I feel like in the past year, I feel like if I brought up things about, like, let's say, like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos to my in-laws, they would be like, "This is the guy who worked hard." That's kind of the thing among right, like right. parent Boot, kind of age traps thing. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it's Start, I feel like started out of his garage. <laughs> and like I feel like even they are to the point where I feel like my father-in-law talks about unionization as a thing he needs to do at his job as a pilot. Wow. And uh, in the sense, uh, but it's sort of like they're like we're not happy with essentially where billionaires are leading this country. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like if it's made its way to kind of a center right or whatever they are. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Um, you know, like I'm like. I hope that this keeps going because this shouldn't be a left right thing like this workers rights. Stuff. I think as as awful I got to walk a fine line here. Uh as awful as the pandemic has been, it did lead in some ways to this, you know, pulling, you know, the uh the the mask off a lot of these facets of society where as before you would think, well, these people worked hard to get where they're at. And then after, you know, at, well, I mean, we're still in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, you see their wealth has doubled and increased like, you know, two, three, four fold in some cases uh, <clears throat> during a pandemic when everybody else is suffering, when uh, corporate greed. And th- that's another thing, too, is, is uh, I hate every time a news organization uses the word inflation because that is not what's happening. Yeah, yeah, right. like, we got to hammer that point home. This is nothing but corporate greed. When corporations on their earnings call talk about how they are making record profits, guess what? It's not inflation. It's it's not yeah, inflation if, at all. It if is you were just to ask, like my wife's parents would tell you the reason that inflation is happening is because the government spent all this money bailing people out of the pandemic, like the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, like it's not, government not spending is the reason that's what that's, that's what messaging like Fox News or Tucker Carlson wants people to think because it's easier than sort of because they always want you to blame 
like a blame uh, someone that doesn't deserve the blame like the small person is always to blame you know like things like racism yeah they want to blame the person who could really use a check for 1200 bucks not not the not the c-suite at uh you know uh american aluminum or uh purdue chicken or something like that where who who you know is making 60 million dollars a year and said wait we can you so we can the price of our chicken by a quarter a pound and nobody will say anything. Yeah. And that's an extra 25 cent that we can like and per who's pound. stopping them. Nobody's not? going to stop us because we own through subsidiaries and stuff, every other chicken manufacturing plant, you know, in, in the country. So let's do it. No, nobody's yeah. going to stop us. Like and, it's the, you know, the bumper sticker, like the, uh, they used to be on like old trucks, like keep working millions on welfare, depend on you. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like fucking a corporation is fucking you. I mean, these people that anyone that's on welfare or needs assistance is not really fucking you in any sort of way. Like corporations are, I mean, I know we're speaking like crust punk level politics stuff, but it's like, it's the (laughs) truth. Like, it's just like, and it's funny that, that, that narrative that these people on welfare, they just don't have to do anything. They just live in high on the hog. It's like, no, their lives are fucking miserable. Like it's not being on welfare. Isn't fucking good. And they're not happy about it. The largest recipients of welfare in this country are corporations. Yeah. Like, yeah. hands down. The, well, that's like, what I was about no, to say no about the, chick- about the chicken people that raise their fucking, the price of their chicken a quarter, a pound, or whatever. They're also getting subsidies from the, the taxpayer so that it's not too expensive. Yes, exactly. Like, what exactly. kind of fucking vicious cycle is that bullshit? Like, our, our farmers in this country, uh, uh, whether they're corporate, uh, mainly corporate farmers in this country... Uh, gets uh, subsidized constantly so that they can remain competitive in the marketplace. So that uh, the so that the CEOs get a fucking bigger profit margin. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's all it all comes down to uh, all you have. All you ever have to do is point to the goddamn earnings calls where they're making more money and profits than they ever have. Record breaking, uh, record breaking profits. Uh, that means if the the profits are record breaking, that means their cost of doing business has not increased. You know, like that's 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 all. Yeah. That, it's just the numbers the are there. The evidence is all right there. But then they hire and, PR and firms to, to talk about be, inflation. This is it. all you had to do is be like, nah, that's not what it is. Yeah, and yeah, then everybody's it. like, well, they said it's not. So yeah, it's, it's like where it. Elon Musk is like, well, Twitter's still running. Essentially, what he keeps, you know, and it's like it might keep running, but it's like we pay or we we don't pay for that. But essentially, <laughs> that we pay because it's taxpayer yeah, money yeah, yeah. Uh, in this way. And it's like we're using a service that's just shitty. Like products just get shittier and shittier because right. it's like they're like they're not gonna these stupid people aren't gonna say anything about a shitty product, you know. Like, right. But it's like, as the kind of margin goes up, you know, it's just... And, and you, I've noticed this is social media platforms specifically. They get to a point where they're very popular. A bunch of people use them. Some rich asshole buys it and then just makes it real bad. And then yep. people move to the other one. Like, I'm sure MySpace was like the first social media platform that blew up as big as that, you know. And then as Rupert soon Murdoch as... Brought it, bought it. And then slowly you're just like, it just stops working and stops being fucking functional. Yeah, it's just like corporate, I mean, it's exactly like corporate rating. Like, it's like they take whatever they can get, like, you know, kill the golden goose, I guess is the term. (laughs) And then it's just... But it's like, wouldn't it be less profitable if they just make it suck? Like, why don't they just make it work the way people like That's where it feels like very short term. I mean, I guess they just move on to other things that are going to make them money. But I'm like, 
But don't they lose money in the long run doing one? I mean, I guess if you then sell it after you dump it. I think that a lot right. of times they dump it after. And then so it's like they, they sell it at a high because that's like essentially with these companies that people actually use almost as public utilities, then people, uh, they're just like, I don't give a shit about it after I've made my money. You right. know, like, so they just move on. Uh, you know, yeah. you know what I'm realizing about the the um, Taylor Swift ticket thing that they, they, I don't know which game. I'm guessing Ticketmaster did this first, but it's the NFT model. It, they created artificial scarcity, artificial scarcity yeah. for these unique tokens that get you a specific time and place ability to see this event, and that and it. And it it's not anything that you can use outside of that. Like it possesses no value. There's no reuse usable value right. to it whatsoever. Yeah. How, so how have we not talked about this fucking Ozfest virtual Ozfest? Oh no. <laughs> Did it's, you guys see it? See what it I, like? I saw clips of it of Motorhead playing. Yeah. How about, you know, I know it's all dumb and I know I'm fucking picking on the wrong thing. Sure. This is not what I should be fucking pissed off about, but Motorhead was just Lemmy. There was no guitar player or drummer on stage. Oh, that's true, isn't like, it? Like, oh, that's. Can you imagine? Deep. I'm going to go see Motorhead and it's just Lemmy by himself playing to backing tracks. Like, <laughs> that's fucking bizarre. It, that is. So, I wonder who they licensed the image from. Like, it, Lemmy's estate, Motorhead well, as a corporation. But the Motorhead official shit is like sharing it. So, they have some I deal hope, with I the, hope the money goes to his son. That's like. It's yeah, like yeah. I just hope it goes somewhere that's useful. That's not like a uh, you know Scooter Braun owns like fucking Motorhead <laughs> yeah, or something. You yeah, know, the, like the entire catalog or something. Yeah, I I think that even like back to Taylor Swift real quick. Like it's sort of like maybe I I feel like I I would want people <laughs> if you're thinking about the ticket thing like don't make her the scapegoat because that like feels like it defeats the purpose. Like I feel like I've seen people be like. Fuck Taylor Swift for these tickets. And I am like, I think there's a conversation where a lot of these artists are in with Ticketmaster, but I also think that there's no other decision that they could make. Like, yeah. I think, like, like it's hard when it's Taylor Swift or it's hard when it's Justin Bieber, but it's like, if we need to put a different face on it, I think, like, essentially, like, even, like, your Bruce Springsteens uh, and things, like, they have no other game to play than Ticketmaster. So they essentially have to play that game. There's things, yes, do they could they, do about... Or- it, like, I think is Ticketmaster literally to. the only game in town? I mean, I think the Pearl Jam documentary will show you that they couldn't exist without Ticketmaster. They tried to do it, and they tried to do shows without it, and essentially these things are so strong-armed, and even more so now than the well, 90s. What year, what year does that documentary take place in? And that's like a lot in the 90s, and they were like okay. trying to set up their own shows and things, and there were like injuries and stuff, and that, you know, and so it was like they just couldn't get it together and I think they were also kind of like, I think Ticketmaster was actively working to fuck their shit over. And well, they were, you know, so there's that. Like it's almost like the kind of thing. Well, the U.S. government model, you know. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, other, the other angle to this that, that is rarely mentioned uh, and it's just dawning on me that we haven't mentioned at all. Live Nation and Ticketmaster own so many of these venues yeah, that right. are the size of a venue that these artists would play. So that is... To me, that's where that's the major point of the antitrust laws is that this company is is you can't 
you can't play. I mean, I guess you could play smaller venues and stuff, but when you own the location, the uh, system in which to sell the ticket. Do y'all remember buying tickets from School Kid Music? Oh yeah, uh, back in the day, and having uh, you know, to go we, see a guy. We that, sold like, <laughs> we sold tickets at Expressions for a while. Did you really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember I remember buying tickets to go see Corn uh, <laughs> from from School Kids Music. They bought pretty sure that we, we bought our Ozfest tickets from like Manifest or something. Yeah, yeah, that was so so such a wild time. <laughs> they bought up even more venues during the pandemic. Like any of them that were closed, like yeah, Ticketmaster yeah. bought even smaller venues. Like there's, I mean, big to me, like there's like thousand caps to 500 caps. And yeah. then even like, there's another one in town that does things through Ticketmaster now. So I'm like, Ticketmaster technically owns or has some part of the business of a lot of these venues that were struggling during the pandemic. So they did the Amazon thing and essentially bought up even more of the competition that they already had in the small venue space and so i mean it's like maybe a bruce springsteen or maybe a taylor swift could speak out against it and of course they should but it's like if it's the only game in town like you know it's like in the pearl jam documentary they were setting up like stages in the middle of fields and things were just falling apart like it's like pearl jam couldn't be fugazi like yeah. Pearl Jam couldn't set up in a rec room they were just too big of a band like it's like so it's like Taylor Swift can't rent a whole town you know I, to I, you know, do it I think there I think you probably have artists that are powerful enough now that they could do an independent tour outside of Ticketmaster but do they want to like that's got to be exhausting that's got to be so much shit to do and it's just I mean frankly it's it's easier not to and also if you're one of these artists you kind of look at like if if you stopped and, and looked around for a second it's like this is not my job to do this like like congress should be investigating ticket that, that's for, where i feel like with a lot laws. of like any uh, of these conversations about like no ethical consumption under capitalism and even if we pull it away because i think it makes it hard when we like it's like if we make it even the weekend like i wanted to move away from Taylor Swift, but even like zooming out, it's like wow, you're when I, her, aren't you? <laughs> well, it's just like I feel like it's like there's a bigger I'm issue that <laughs> these these people uh they can't really do anything about and they're bigger platforms than us, but like yeah, yeah. when I go buy something from Amazon, like I shouldn't uh, yes, I understand that I should not be buying things from Amazon. Right. But like you said, Will, these things need to change from Congress. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. it's like at this point of looking at companies that aren't going to fucking change, I think that's where unionization and trying to change them from within, which I know sounds like a cop-out thing, but like, it's like, that's the only way it's going to change because they bought up so much of the real estate with every, all of these industries that we have, I feel like we have to, like Congress has to change them, but also workers inside the company have to like unionize and maybe musicians have to unionize. So it's not like one person taking the thing. But it's like, we have to almost like, we almost, if we create another company, it's just going to become Ticketmaster again. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the next, the next nefarious step for Ticketmaster is going to be to start signing artists to their record labels. Like, to who, start, knows, to, who to, knows if they haven't done start, it? Oh, yeah, to, if they haven't, it's in the works for yeah, sure. Yeah, start, a, start a record label, start signing pop acts, and then you're completely within their ecosystem. And there's no, there's no escaping it if you're a fan of, of this artist. Yeah. Ooh, goddamn! And then so what, it, would, what would be the step after that? Get into like cochlear implants or something? Yeah, or? I don't know. <laughs> so, like everybody, while everybody's paying attention to Jeff Bezos and Amazon taking over uh, all of our like 
basically necessities for living like food and uh like these corporations getting into like the pharmacy uh business and and shit like that we've got Ticketmaster over here slowly creeping its tentacles into all of our art you know like whether it's whether it's like video games and and live music and then books and then Ticketmaster is going to have their own studio where they're you know you have to go to a Ticketmaster theater to see a Ticketmaster movie and then there you you have to go to the Ticketmaster church on yes. Sundays and yeah, pray to Ticketmaster exactly. God yeah well, so people, yeah, I, I to Ticketmaster like hell people <laughs> like people like this model cuz it's like we always say like uh uh, you know, support local business, but I, I think sometimes I go to like a local coffee shop and they're like, hey man, I only put milk in your cup. I forgot to put coffee. And so it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I've had that experience and it's like, I want to support, I've had times where like, I want to support your fucking business, but you keep <laughs> fucking up my shit. And then, so you just end up going to a fucking McDonald's or something, you know? And so it's like, it becomes like a caricature of itself, but it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would tell people like, you know, support local or like go to local shows. Like what pisses me off sometimes is like, I have no trouble with like, you know, your Taylor Swift, your Drake's or things, but it feels like I see people that, and it sounds like I'm gatekeeping and maybe I am, but it's like, I I feel like when a Drake album drops and then if any of my friends or whoever else puts an album on that day, everyone is talking about Drake. And it's like, can we, can we like, in the same way that we need to go to a local coffee shop, like amplify, make sure you're amplifying your friends, like and stuff. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's like Drake doesn't need your help. Taylor uh, Swift. My friends did not write "Shake It Off," so they <laughs> themselves. I mean, you know, true, but if you, no, have but they might have written dollars, some shit like it though. That's true. They that's might, true. you know, because I think there's so many times where I see friends bands that are not on tours, like smaller tours, like, right. and I'm like, my friends bands are just as good as, and it's not the fault of the band that's on the tour, but it's like you have a friend who's in a band that's just as good as Taylor Swift. Well, I don't know about that. Gay meat was pretty good. Well, yeah, gay meat. Gay meat should be on like I don't know what type of tour, but gay meat, like especially if people gave gay meat money, so I know that Carl could like put you know uh, hire people <laughs> to play with them. <laughs> then I know that I feel like Carl could rise to that standard, you know, of like the pe- some of the people we're talking about, you know. So I have the one cool thing is I have seen uh, a lot of comments saying like. You know, you don't have to spend a hundred dollars to go see a fucking crazy big act. Like, look locally. Look at there are local bands playing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. go see these local bands. And I'm like, fuck. I hope that takes off. And people yes. are like, you yeah, know yeah. what? That's a good. Maybe I'll just look up who, what bands are playing in my area instead of going to see Taylor Swift for and their music. Is you can find out what they sound like ahead of time. Like yeah. everybody has their music streaming everywhere. And one hundred percent, you will find at least one band. You're like, this is really fucking good. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. So support local music. Ding. I don't think that made me reverse inhale. I don't. Yeah. Because <laughs> as we go further and further from this clip, yeah, like my, from this, Oh man. In the context, in the moment. Yeah. Um, don't isolate right. that and play it. Edit. <laughs>